You're sitting here today thinking about your homeschool and you feel like you're at a crossroads. You're saying to yourself, I'm feeling this tug to really homeschool because I just feel like I'm doing just school at home. And this can't be all there is. I know there's more. I'm hearing friends say there's more. I'm seeing quote unquote strangers, people on the internet, on social media saying there's more and there's a different way of doing this. And it's nudging at my heart. That same nudge, the same little tug, that same little pull, that may be possible still small voice that you hear, that you did hear to homeschool is now what you're hearing now and saying, I think there's a different way. I think there's a different course I need to take, a shift. And you're stuck on how to make this change. Today, let's begin making that change. And what it comes down to is how you approach your homeschool. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Can I ask you a question? And this is a serious question. Kind of might kind of sound like a little bit of a joke, but no, it really is serious. Why at the age of five, by September 1st, of course, is a child now needed to go to school? Which, you know, is essentially a government indoctrination facility. Uh, whoops, did I just say that out loud? I did. And uh, sorry, not sorry. But why do we say, okay, by this September 1st, year five, you now need to go away from mom and dad and possibly siblings and whoever else is in your community and in your life. And now you need to go into school. And these people right here who are essentially strangers to this child, they're going to teach you. They're going to show you the way in the world for, you know, seven hours a day. But don't worry. We've got those other hours at home, but just these seven hours, the seven hours of awake time, of your prime awake time that they are the most receptive when they're up in the morning until the evening. You know, after the evening, things kind of start to, uh, after dinner, things start to shut down. And I ask that question as somebody who loves people in the school system. I have family, friends who either work or attend the school system. I just don't approve of the school system. And I don't think that you do either because you are homeschooling. And whether you have spent maybe five minutes, five hours, five days, five years studying the history of the school system and the, let's say, the point behind it, (laughs) then yeah, you're definitely on that side and you can see that. So this does nothing against the people. It is about the system. Why do we say at this certain age, the child needs to go away? I've witnessed children being upset going to school. (laughs) You know what? I was one of those children. I was very upset at the beginning of every school year, but you know what? I ended up accepting it, ended up going every single day and no longer crying past the first couple of weeks. And this wasn't just when I was five. This continued for a long time. It never quite felt right. 
And oftentimes I will see, I will literally see in Facebook groups, people will talk about my kid being so upset at being gone. I'm like, yeah, um, they want to be with you. Take it as a good thing. So when I started homeschooling, there was no evidence of doing homeschool any different than the school at home. Now, maybe there were moms out there that were doing school a little bit differently. They didn't have the desks. They didn't have all the posters. They didn't have the time schedule all figured out. But I didn't really necessarily cross paths with them. Or maybe they just didn't feel like they could share because it just wasn't a super open thing. Whatever the case may be, I felt very lonely when I felt this tug to no longer just replicate the school system in my home. And I just, it just felt weird. It just felt like I was kind of doing something that I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) Kind of tried to keep it a little bit covert. And to be honest, I just, I had one foot in each world and I could relate to the moms who did school more at home as I kind of started to get to know others But I just kind of flew under the radar when it came to other things. And we just did our own thing because it was us at home and nobody really knew what we did most of the time. And we didn't have, there was no texting of friends and and this constant kind of communication. If I want to talk to a friend, I actually had to pick up the phone and I needed to call them, which nowadays I'm like, don't call me, text me. If you call me, I'm going to think there's an emergency. I most definitely will answer. But otherwise, it was when I would run into them or see them at church and be like, oh, I should ask them about that. But it would just slip my mind because y'all know when you have kids and then they have kids and it just really isn't something that comes up in mind. Now, I'm not saying that there that it was right or wrong for anybody, for me or for you to be doing school at home and replicating the school system. But I have a sneaking suspicion that if you are listening to this episode, then you're thinking to yourself, I want to do something a little bit differently. So this isn't saying that either is right or wrong. I want you to listen to the little voice within you that knows the best homeschool lifestyle and the culture and the environment that you want to create with your family. And I hope that I can encourage and inspire you with my journey, which has taken me to now going into, I think it's our 13th year and kind of things get a little fuzzy, but has brought me to this point where I am much more laid back and I see all of life as homeschooling. And some of you are just starting out and you see that already. And I'm like, woo woo, I am super excited about that. But for you today, who is tired of doing school at home, you really, really want to just homeschool. Let's talk about how you can change your approach and you can begin today making this shift and this change in direction for your family. And I've got four main points here that I want to make. If you want to scribble them down, you can, or maybe you're in the middle of washing dishes and like, nope, I'm just going to soak it in, see what I remember and put that into practice. The first thing I want to mention here about how we could change our approach to homeschooling so that you can really just embrace your homeschool lifestyle and push aside the replication of the school system at home is that you, mom, and possibly, probably dad too. It really depends upon the role that he takes and what interest he has in this deprogramming of himself, we'll say. (laughs) But I assume that you are interested in that for yourself at least. And we, as the parents, must de-school ourselves. Now, this is not unschooling, which if you listen to a couple back episodes, we talked about unschooling. That is a style of homeschooling. De-schooling. So think about the D with the schooling, the, the prefix D. We are working 
to pull the school system out of us, out of our mind, out of our brain. And you as the homeschool mom, you have to take time to deprogram yourself. You most likely have been through the school system, whether that was the public school or the private school. Now I'm not knocking private schools, but it falls under the same school regulations Uh, homeschool regulations in states are different than the public slash private school regulations. They still have certain criteria that they have to meet, whether they're public or private. And you'll see the same system in place, right? Which is a teacher in charge of a school of a classroom, possibly maybe a teacher's aide. There's bells that signal the changing of, uh, to another subject or the changing to another class. There are specific textbooks that must be used. There is certain criteria that needs to be met as far as giving the children grades and marking them at certain points of being uh, of attendance and of gotten to a certain point, report cards, and having a time frame that you have to do so and testing and the state testing. So the private school just has this has that same model, they just might have if it is a religious private school, they might then focus and be able to do something different and not saying that they're using the same textbooks, or the same material. But it's just that in a homeschool, um, this might blow your brain here. (laughs) You don't have to use the same books for each child, even subsequent, even at the same year, you don't have to use the same exact books with them. And then not even the same ones as a younger sibling gets to the grade and older sibling did it. Oh, guess what? That gives you so much freedom. Okay, let's go back to that was that was an aside. Let's go back to the de-schooling. We have to ex- deprogram ourselves and explore what education really is. Step back and away from the textbooks, from the grading, possibly even from listing the grades your children are in, from tests like I just mentioned, whether that is the state testing or whether that is testing uh, during the school year for certain subjects. Now, when it comes to the state testing, we can't always get away with that. And I am not a fan of it, (laughs) but I have learned how to do so in a very gentle manner and one that keeps me from having to let's say, be called to court (laughs) to uh, defend my position of homeschooling. So it meets the requirements, but it doesn't uh, interfere much with our lives. Hopefully, after you have deprogrammed yourself and you've explored what education is, you've stepped away from some things, hopefully you never go back to those things. And now there is possibly a certain level of de-schooling that needs to occur with your children, especially if you are bringing them home from the school system. And that would be kind of depend upon their personality as well as their age. How long have they been in the school system? Did they just go to kindergarten and your de-schooling maybe takes a few months? Or maybe they went to public school or private school up through maybe ninth grade. And that's going to take longer for you to shift and for them, really for them to let go and to trust you and to relax and understand that it's going to be okay because they've been in the system for so long. The second thing I want to mention here to change your approach to homeschooling, it's going to help you make this shift is a mindset shift. I know I just used the word shift twice, (laughs) but stuck in your brain, you have patterns and these patterns are things like, so I'm going to give us some examples. Some of the patterns that are stuck in your brain are things like your child being behind or things like your curriculum working for you instead of you working for it. 
There can be a constant comparison or just even a nagging or just here and there kind of comparison to what other kids are doing at the same age in different educational paths. It could even be comparing them to other homeschoolers. It could be comparing your children to each other. It could be comparing to the public school. There are just some mindset shifts that it takes time and that's okay. If you are in the midst of that, then it's okay. Keep working through it. We have these patterns, these grooves within our brain. And when we start to think differently about education, our brain wants to go back to a safety and comfort zone. And those patterns of how we relate to school, how we think education needs to look, the process and the steps and all that we think that we need to follow is our is the comfort zone. That's the safety zone. And our brain constantly wants to go back to that. So if you find yourself, you're like, okay, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And then, oh, I'm not doing so good. You find yourself thinking, let's just go back to the comparing your child to what the school is doing. Well, we didn't do that yet. I didn't quite teach, um, let's say, punctuation for language arts that exact same way. Or they're just not getting it. And everybody else can write these big, long paragraphs in the school system at this age. And my child is not. Well, you've just gone back to a safety zone. And it's a completely warranted safety zone because it's been so ingrained in us And we think that success can only be achieved if our child goes through these specific grades and receives these specific grades and takes these certain tests and follows this specific path. So it is very warranted. It is, it's okay. But we now need to, when you start to see and feel yourself stepping back into that pattern, it's up to you to say, nope, you know, like picture myself like this, snap my fingers. Nope. I'm going to snap back out of that. And I'm going to create new patterns. And as time goes by, those grooves and those brain patterns will begin to fill in and you'll create new patterns. And those new patterns will be ones that will give you and your family, your children and your education a lot more freedom. One in which you get to create the path. And we just feel like in school system, there's just these certain paths. And do you think about in high school, you're on the college track or you're on the, I don't even know what they call the other track. You're on the Votech track, whatever the different tracks are. We just think that that's the way that it has to go. No, with homeschooling, we get to kind of bounce around and jump around and try different things. And I'm going to warn you, it's going to look different with every single child because God has equipped every single one with different gifts, talents, and abilities and different personalities and different experiences. And even though your homeschool kids will have some of the same experiences, one child will see it one way and another child will see and experience it a different way. And hello, as our kids get older, guess who else gets older? (laughs) You, you get older and wiser. Let's focus on the wiser part. You have more experience and more time. And that's why for me now with homeschooling my youngest, I'm like, okay. And my husband's kind of a little bit like, hey, well, you, you're doing stuff with him, right? I'm like, yes, he'll be fine. <laughs> and I was much more uptight with my oldest. And I'm seeing like, this actually works and relaxing with her. She still continued in and then with my next. So it's just as a way that, you know, our brains repattern and we form new grooves and we continue on with that. And we start to see success. And when we start to see success in an area of a new brain pattern, a new brain groove, then we're, it's like a reward. You're like, yes, your brain's like, oh yes, yes, yes. I want to do that again. So continue to repattern and rethink about 
you know, what you, how you approach education and what you think about it. And this is one of the things that I think is super unexpected to the homeschool moms in Clarify or Homeschool because they're not necessarily looking for this. They come into, so spoiler alert, you come in and you're thinking, okay, she's going to teach me how to do this and this, and I'm going to get my curriculum and set my day up. And, and yes, I do teach those things. But when it comes to the de-schooling and the mindset shift, it's like this super bonus, but I mean, it's so, so important. The rest of it will fall into place once you're made aware of these, of the approach to de-schooling and the mindset shifts and how to actually do them. And then receiving the support in order to continue to do that and to change your mind about education and to see it differently. And then to set up a homeschool lifestyle that is just like, it's absolutely rocking for you. It might not be perfect for somebody else, but it's perfect for you. And this has been so fun. I actually just recently got an email from a mom that went through, I guess a year and a half, two years ago. And she was like, I just, this past, or so I guess, okay, I know she went through it before this school year that just finished up. And so she sent me an email saying that this was the best homeschool year ever. And that she never imagined that it could be so good. And to, that she learned just to lay things down that weren't serving her family well and to pick things up that really were. And these things, this de-schooling and this mindset shift was super important. And I just loved getting that email. It just, it absolutely made my day. Okay. So let's go on to number three. All right. What I want you to do when you need to change your approach to homeschooling, get away from this school at home mindset is I really want you to hone in on why you are homeschooling. Think about and focus on what is the end game. And I really would love for you to tie your husband into this. Mostly this is homeschool moms listening and most of you are married. So that's why I'm just going to use that. If you have a different situation, that is, that's fine. So I'm just going to use for what most of you are, but I want you to include also your husband in it, or at least let him know where your mind and your thought is. And if he does not give you immediate input. That does not mean he does not care about your homeschool or your children or you. It just means he needs time to think about it. It might take him a couple of weeks. It might take a couple of years. I mean, a couple, I meant a couple of months. Hopefully not a couple of years, but maybe that's okay. You know him best, but give him grace. And he might say, Hey, you know what? I was thinking about what you were saying about the homeschool and the why. And, you know, I was thinking that there's something that I would, that that's important to me that I'd like to either be the one that helps to teach this with the kids, or if you can include it. So don't think that it's falling upon deaf ears when you talk to him about this, but hone in. What is your why for homeschooling? Why are you homeschooling your children? And what is the end game? What do you hope to accomplish with this when you are however many years down the road, 10, 15 years down the road, and your children are stepping into their next season of life and moving out and trying things. What do you want that to look like? What do you want your relationships to look like? What do you want to be thankful that you took the time to do? Focus in on that, okay? And then spend these years right now where you are now as you're planning possibly this next homeschool year. Spend your time doing the things that are going to get you to that end game, that are going to support that why that you have for homeschooling. All right, number four here. And there's, I've got tons of episodes that will support all of this that I'm talking about. And obviously, Clarify Your Homeschool will super, super de duper de will say, support this. But number four here, be excited about this time with your kids. And now, yes, I know there's a lot to do. There's a lot to keep up with each day. 
you probably don't have much time alone at all with your thoughts, maybe at the evening as you are falling asleep for those couple of minutes and you're just exhausted in bed and might be your only time there alone. So I know that your days are full and you have kids asking for this and kids asking for that. And there is discipline that needs to happen. There's character training. There is a lot that we pour into our kids, but be excited about this time that you get to spend with your kids. Nothing replaces being present in this season. If as a mom, we're constantly focused on the next season. Oh, when I'll get more time to myself and and listen, I'll call myself out on this. I remember doing that and having a wake up call and being like, if you're constantly focused on the next season or the next time you get to be alone, you're missing right now. And I use that example of being alone because I'm a super huge introvert, or maybe I became more of an introvert as the last time I had together, but you can replace that with whatever it is. Maybe it's a hobby or whatever it is that you feel like you need to get back to or want to get back into, but nothing replaces being present in this season. And you will never regret being fully present in this season. You are continuing to write your story but you're also writing a part of your child's story right now. And this time with you is a huge part of their life. And right now it's all encompassing you, depending upon your age, your kids, if you have young kids, they're still, you are the apple of their eye. You can do no wrong and they love time with you. Give them that time. And there are other episodes about how to find some time to yourself and to find that balance. But when it comes overall to the homeschooling, I want to encourage you to change your approach if you're looking to make this shift of no longer just doing school at home. And real quick, those four things are de-schooling yourself, taking those mindset shifts about education, honing in on your why for homeschooling, and being excited about this time that you get to spend with your kids. Now, if you're thinking and listening to this, you're just like, I'm I'm feeling confused. How to actually do this? How do I tactically de-school? What does this look like with my mindset shifts? What are the exact ones that I really need to focus in on? And listen, I was you. I know exactly where you are right now with this. And you're saying, you know, this homeschool year, I want it to be different. Or maybe you're just starting out with homeschooling and you'll say to you're saying to yourself, I want to do things so differently. I don't want to get caught in this trap of just repeating the school system at home. And remember, as I said earlier in this episode, that I didn't know that there was the possibility of doing anything differently. Well, now you know, it's now in your hands and you get to decide what that's going to look like and Clarify Your Homeschool can come alongside you and walk you through that process instead of floundering, instead of just being tossed around and trying this and trying that. Let's really get to the heart of your homeschool and we can do that together and Clarify Your Homeschool. You can get all the information and get started on that literally today at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Friend, this has been fun to chat with you. I hope that your summer is going well, and I'm excited about you making these shifts in your mind and direction of your homeschool. You're walking into a really amazing homeschool year. Let's get excited about it. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.